Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Ah, just a little bit of news here locally today. No biggie. Joe Oliva steps down. Scott Woodward in. NFL schedule release. David Griffin introduced with the Pelicans. My goodness. What a day here. Quick look at the NBA playoff scoreboard. Milwaukee defeats Detroit 120-99. They're up 2-0 in that series. The Celtics take care of the Pacers 99-91. They're also up 2-0. And Houston on their way to defeating Utah 83-66. We'll keep you updated on that game as we go along. As always, on Wednesday, we try to bring Carter Bryant on in to talk about, well, whatever we want to talk about but it's obvious what we're going to talk about today carter bryant at carter the power on twitter host of the carter bryant show on 1071 fm and 1400 a.m in south arkansas stand-up comic lsu grad and supporter and carter welcome back to the show what a day man my goodness what a day what a day what a day seth let me tell you a new era of lsu athletics has begun and it, it's just strange, Joe, that they've moved on finally from Joe Oliva. And, and here's the thing about LSU fans that people have to understand is that LSU is just such a big school when it comes to family. Uh, Joe Oliva is a guy that followed a guy by the name of Skip Bertman, who in my opinion is not only the greatest LSU Tiger of all time, but the most beloved LSU Tiger as a coach and an athletic director. And we saw it this year. I mean, you know, Joe Oliva just wasn't liked, and this Will Wade decision was a final straw on the back. Uh, a lot of boosters didn't want to donate anymore to, to LSU unless there was a change, and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, I thought this change maybe Carter should have been should have happened two years ago, but it waited till now, and you know, you had people trying to say, well, it wasn't about the Will Wade situation. Well, it really was, right? I mean, it, like you just said, that was the, that was that straw that broke the camel's back. It was. And Joe Oliva, as a personality, is kind of, I wouldn't say off-putting, but he's different. He's not a Southerner. Um, I've interviewed him a few times during my time at LSU. And he was a little different. You can kind of tell. Like, I remember this clear as day, the first-ever Lunch with Less press conference. Joe Oliva, first-year athletic director. I was a young student reporter. And Joe Oliva actually sat, there. there's all these tables in the room, he actually sat at a table right beside me where there was no other media members. Uh, there was a lot of LSU brass there. He didn't sit next to him, uh, to them. He was always kind of a lone wolf. And you kind of saw that with the way he athletic directed. I mean, this was a guy that didn't really care about doing the popular thing. He was very prim and proper, and he came from Duke and obviously had a lot to deal with when he was at Duke. So Joe Oliva has a very – I guess you could say complicated legacy, but he's also the one that fired Les Miles and kind of botched that whole coaching search in and of itself. So his legacy is going to be weird, but it's going to be one that we'll never forget. Hey, well, let's ask you about Scott Woodward here in a second, but you mentioned the legacy there. 
And uh, right now, everybody's doing you know cartwheels and backflips that Joe Oliva is gone, and and I do get it considering his entire you know track record and the the less miles debacle and missing on Jimbo and Tom Herman and the first two basketball hires, I do get it. But if you look at the state of LSU athletics, and I, I want to say you and I talked about this a couple of uh, you know shows ago, and we talked together that. Almost every program up and down LSU sports is either at the best place they've ever been or, or pretty close to it. Does Joe Oliva deserve credit for that? Yes, he does. I mean, it wasn't, you know, fire and brimstone. It wasn't a horrible time in LSU athletics. But this is what people tend to forget about athletic directing is that we don't know exactly what they do. We don't know exactly what all goes behind the scenes because – Remember, they are getting paid a high six-figure salary to deal with a multi-million-dollar business where you pay employees different amounts, and the people that actually make you a lot of the money, you don't pay at all. So, you know, when it comes to being an athletic director, a lot of it is just being popular. A lot of it is just being liked. And Skip Bertman, like I said, was the most likable guy you'll ever meet. Joe Oliva's not that. So, when you look at the way he left LSU sports, yeah, sure, you'd be fine with how things look. He wasn't the worst. He wasn't the best. But it was time for a change, and that's the direction LSU decided to go. So the ying to Oliva's yang is certainly Scott Woodward, who is a Southerner. He's from Baton Rouge, went to Catholic High, went to LSU, and quicker than you can say will Wade wiretap, here comes Scott Woodward on in the same day that Joe Oliva steps aside, Carter. I mean, this this is, he couldn't have been written any better for LSU. Yeah, and obviously there was contact before all of this even happened. I mean, there, LSU kind of knew that this was a possibility, and obviously Scott Woodward, his parents live in Baton Rouge. He's from there. It's a dream job to run a this athletic program, which – is one of the best to run in the in the country, and he goes from Texas A and M, where he did amazing things, building Kyle Field into one of the premier facilities. Was also the one that got Jimbo Fisher there to Texas A and M. So obviously, he has a track record. Obviously, he put Texas A and M athletics on the map. Obviously, you saw what he did in hiring a new basketball coach before he left in Buzz Williams. So you know he, he comes with a lot of success, and you can see whichever Texas A and M reporter. It was kind of a sad thing for, for Texas A&M. So here's the thing that, that people need to remember, though, is that athletic directors don't normally equate to wins and losses outside of actually hiring two people, hiring a basketball coach and hiring a football coach. Those are the two most important things you do as an athletic director. And the other thing is to make sure no nefarious activities go on on your campus. So if that's the case, then Scott Woodward should have it pretty easy early on because neither will Wade now that he's cleared whatever's going to happen. And now that uh, Ed Orgeron's coming off a good year, I think uh, he's sitting pretty, taking over a pretty big athletic program. Talking to Carter Bryant, host of the Carter Bryant Show in South Arkansas and at Carter the Power on Twitter. Follow him there. You mentioned the magic word there. Will Wade, uh, was this a, a tacit or explicit endorsement by the boosters and the Board of Regents of Will Wade? Was it not that? Does it not have anything to do with him, Carter? What's your read on this? I think, you know, for the people out there that think, okay, everything that happened today had to do with Will Wade, it's probably a little bit in the middle. Uh, I, 
I think people look a little too much into what boosters actually can and cannot influence. What I will tell you is that boosters don't care about morals, and Will Wade is one of the most successful basketball coaches already ever at, at LSU. Yes, he's only been there a few years, but look at what he did. Look at the players that he recruited. LSU played a fast and frenzied and fun style of basketball, and that makes people very, very, very happy. And LSU basketball was on the map, and it was fun. The PMAC was, was the place to be. They played all these thrilling games just to have it ripped away at the end of the year. So, yeah, anyone that has any kind of influence at LSU loved Will Wade outside of the head man in charge, who was Joe Oliva. And turns out Joe Oliva is the one without a job. And I, I, I saw your tweets earlier. I saw you, uh, your back and forth with other people about this. And you make a good point. Does this send the wrong message? Does this, does this make us even more confused on what exactly happened? Yes, yes, and yes. But in the grand scheme of things, LSU fans and the LSU boosters that matter, they just don't give a rip. Yep, there's no doubt about that, uh, Carter. And Carter's a very big Pelicans fan, of course. Unabashed oh, yeah. Pelicans fan, even in the bad oh, times, yeah. Carter. And, well, no bad times today and perhaps no bad times in the eminent future because David Griffin, who is the most sought-after front office talent in the entire NBA, chose New Orleans just as much as maybe even more than the Pelicans actually chose him. He was introduced today. What's your thoughts? I love it. Uh, I'll tend to lean towards the guys that know way more about the NBA than I do. But, you know, I I, I know this is going to sound very novice, but, Every time David Griffin spoke as an analyst, I learned something. And I don't know if I could really say that about a bunch of former front office, a bunch of former coaches and players whenever they are speaking to the media or speaking as a media member. David Griffin has a vision. He obviously has a very big-time basketball pedigree. We saw what he did at Cleveland. And this is going to be a fun time to be a Pelicans fan. Listen, Anthony Davis more than likely out the door. I'll put it at 90%. I know that there's some stories out there. Well, maybe Anthony Davis actually stays now that David Griffin. <laughs> I, don't know if you, I don't know if you can or cannot make a case there, but what I will tell you, if AD does choose to leave, I think Pelicans fans have to have a very laid-back 76ers fans from a few years ago approach to this. It's going to take some lucky breaks. It's going to take some lucky ping pong balls to go your way. And it's going to take some time to build this team back into a competitor. And I'm excited. I'm excited about the future. I mean, I ride with Ron Pelley's all the time. But, Seth, it's going to be tough because all these other Western Conference teams are already ahead of the Pelicans when it comes to the rebuild. And a lot of these teams are going to be good. And I think in a lot of ways the Pelicans are going to start over but at the very least, I'll have Drew Holiday to hopefully build a new team. Yeah, I mean, I asked him that, Carter. I said, or asked him, I said, do you think you can build around Drew Holiday? Do you think he can be a foundational piece? And he looked straight at me, nodded, and said, absolutely, he can be. And and I believe him. Uh, and I think you're a great person to get a barometer from uh, passionate fans um, who are looking at the outside into this when he, uh, David Griffin today, says that, yes, indeed, Alvin Gentry is going to be the coach for this team next year do, do you uh, believe in Alvin Gentry more now that David Griffin has um, this, or his support or are you still a little tepid in the Alvin Gentry waters yeah I think Alvin's fine I do one thing I don't like though and and this is just how I've always been 
is that while I am a fan and while I do like Alvin, I want David Griffin to have a clear conscience. I want him to be able to come in and think what he thinks is right for the, for the franchise. And I don't think everyone's just saying, hey, Alvin Gentry, got to keep him. He's the key. You know, maybe there's a different style of basketball that David Griffin thinks the Pelicans should go and, and, and play. So, you know, I, I think Alvin deserves another year. I think he handled the storm well. I know the Pelicans aren't in the playoffs this year after having a successful playoff run last year, sweeping the Blazers, who look amazing. But, you know, I, 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 I think he does deserve a new year. But I also think now that Pelicans fans are used to criticizing the GM, you got to give David Griffin at least, at least two years before you start criticizing him and thinking about going in a different direction. So give him time, let him see what he can do with the roster, and we'll see where we go from that. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, it sounds like you're out and about on this Thursday night, or well, it's not even Thursday, it's Wednesday night, it's a hump day. Hump day night out for you, Carter? Yeah, man, I'm at a, uh, there's actually a comedy competition here. Oh. And, uh, and, and yeah, the, the Looney Bin Comedy Club up here. I just saw a great comic called, uh, his name's Frankie Paul. He's been in the business 29 years, got a standing ovation. So I just got on talking to actually it's right, right down from here right now. So it was a great show, man. And, uh, life's good, man. Life's fun on the road. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, enjoy it, bud. And we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks so much. Seth, man. We'll talk to you next week, brother. All right. We'll do it. At Carter the Power on Twitter. Following there, Carter Bryant, host of the Carter Bryant Show on 1071 FM, 1400 AM in South Arkansas. I know we have coverage there in the evening on our show. If you're in that region, that area, give them a listen every single day. We'll take a break. We'll come back with an NBA and NHL scoreboard and talk a little more about the Pelicans introducing David Griffin to fans and the media today out at Pelicans Camp next on the last lap. Our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll at WWL.com right now. What do you think of the Saints 2019 schedule? It's okay, but it could be better. 40% there. 32% say great. 28% saying terrible. I'm kind of with the majority of our audience, at least plurality of it. 40% saying it's okay. I'm, I'm there. The opener's tough. The opening four weeks, four games against playoff teams. I like the second a quartet of games and I also like the ending four games to the season as spots where the Saints can make up a little ground you can find our coverage of the NFL and Saints schedule released online right now at www.com including analysis from Bobby Abair, Deuce McAllister and Zach Streif again at www.com quick check of the NBA and NHL scoreboard tonight earlier Boston the Bruins defeat the Maple Leafs six to four the Stars over Nashville 5-1. to one. And right now, Calgary in the second period leads Colorado 1-0. In the NBA, two games complete, one still in action, but basically a wrap. Milwaukee defeated Detroit 120-99, to 2-0 lead in that series. The Celtics topped the Pacers 99-91. They also have a 2-0 series lead. And Houston leads Utah 95-70 with 11 minutes to play in the fourth quarter there. I was out at the Pelicans camp earlier today, and we got our first look at David Griffin in uh, the Pelicans building, not in a uniform, although he was gifted a, a Pelicans Griffin jersey, the Griffin on the back, and kind of held it up awkwardly at first, and then he was told to flip it around because he didn't have the Griffin part showing. 
I said it was the first time he had ever had to hold up a jersey at a press conference, but it was great. He had Gail Benson speaking, then Dennis Schlaus speaking very quickly, and then David Griffin stepped up to the mic. After that, after their opening speeches, Griffin stepped to the side and took 20 minutes of questions from reporters, and I was just struck at how expansive he was in his answer to every single question that he was asked, every single one. We have the full press conference online at WWL.com. We're not going to play it here, but you can find it there. I was there, and like I said earlier in the show, I've been part of so many of these. I, I, I couldn't even count how many of these introductory press conferences I've been a part of you know, in my 20-year career. It, this might have been, and, and maybe I'm playing to a little recency bias, but from my recollection, this was the most impressive opening an introductory press conference that I've ever seen. Now, impressive and impressing me isn't going to win games. It doesn't mean he's going to have a great tenure here. But he answered every single question expansively. There wasn't any of this dismissiveness or dodging of questions reporter asked. I mean, from anything, from has he talked to Anthony Davis? The answer to that is no, but he's talked to Rich Paul. What's his relationship like with Rich Paul? He talked about how long of a relationship he's had with Rich Paul in clutch sports. He thinks that relationship is good. And he also says he doesn't care if Rich Paul in clutch sports was leaking things earlier in the year when Dell Demps was here. Doesn't care. Doesn't think that's going to matter. Loves Drew Holiday. Thinks it's BS, although he used the full word, when people suggest that you can't win in the NBA in a smaller market. Said Alvin Gentry will be back said he wants the, quote, right people, end quote, to be brought into the organization, was part of his demands, didn't make any specific names demanded, but did say he wanted to bring the right people in. He will not hire a general manager. I asked him that directly, but he did say he'll hire, again, the right people. He used that phrase quite a bit. So David Griffin, the David Griffin era has now begun for the Pelicans, and hopefully it is a very prosperous one for that franchise. It's, it's going to be an exciting few months. We're going to take a quick 60-second break. We'll take your calls coming back, 504-260-1870, here on The Last Lap. We have a short week on this show. We're off yesterday for the Wally Pontiff Classic. We're going to be off the next two nights if the weather holds because more LSU baseball coming. Big series against Florida. First game tomorrow, Tigers-Gators over at the box. Pre-game 530, first pitch 6. Game 2, Friday at 7, pregame 6.30, game 3 Saturday, uh, midday, pregame 1.30, first pitch 2. We'll have all the action for you right here on Tiger Radio, WWL. Mention the storms. There is an advanced risk of severe weather for southeast Louisiana and Mississippi tomorrow afternoon into the evening. Uh, severe weather means enhanced risk for significant severe weather with possible tornadoes even, strong thunderstorms. Be safe out there and of course, keep your radio locked right here to your official weather station, WWL. Also, tomorrow on Sports Talk with Bobby and Christian, they're going to dive deep into the NFC South and take a look at the schedules for all three of the Saints division rivals and they have 24 hours to digest the Saints schedule reveal, and they're going to allow you to sound off. And then at 6, they'll hand it off to Tiger Baseball. I believe... I want to say Christian said this on his show, uh, so apologize if I'm wrong here, but uh, Zach Streif's going to be on tomorrow uh, with Christian to talk Saints. I will say Zach had a great point 
earlier today when he kind of chided Atlanta's social media team for using the Nola no call in their schedule promotion release that was a great idea. I initially saw it, and I was even going to tweet out, man, I like this because it had the Game of Thrones theme. It's really highly produced. I thought it was fun and cool. And so you got about 41 seconds in, then they just take an unwarranted shot at the Saints. And a schedule release. I get if it's a hype video for game day or if it's the Saints-Falcons over there in Atlanta and you want to give the Saints a little bit of the business, but I thought it was just a little bit across the line. We didn't post it on our site, but uh, you can check it out. Just check the Falcons' Twitter. Go to about 41 seconds in if you want to skip there, and you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. They have a, a Ram knocking over um, a Saints band member and heading on into the Superdome. The S falls off the Saints sign, so it's the Aints. And you even got some play. I saw one of the networks over my shoulder tonight. So there you go. Let's go to the phone lines. Ron and Metairie. What's going on, Ron? You want to talk a little Saints schedule? Yes, sir. Real quick. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? All right. Real good. Uh, just real quick, uh, the first four games, I'm going to make a prediction right now. They're going to be 3-1. Uh, and one more prediction I'm going to make, uh, I think the, the Saints are going to win the division. Uh, and that's all I want to say. Thank you for all taking right. my All right. Hey, Ron, who's the one yes, loss? Yes, who's the one loss in that opening four games? It's a tough four. you got Texans, Rams, Seahawks, Cowboys. Uh, run it back one more time. Texans, Rams, Seahawks, Cowboys. You said the Saints are going three and one there. So who's the one loss to? I think it's going to be the Seahawks. Yeah, it's a tough place to play up there. A real tough place to play. They get the, the Nolan no call revenge game. Great point by Larry Holder that I hadn't even thought about. So I'll just give him full credit on that one. That they get that out of the way early in week two, so they don't have to think about that all season and have networks and interviews and, and social media and everybody talking about that upcoming game. You get that out of the way early. But that is a brutal back-to-back early road trip going to L.A. on the West Coast, and then it sounds like the Saints are going to stay on the West Coast, and then they've got the Seahawks. Maybe the toughest place to play in the league. I, I, I'm with Bobby. Bobby and I talked about this for 10, 15 minutes, that first four games right before we went on the air of our show, my show, that if they can come out of that four, it's two and two. Now, Ron says three and one, which would be great. That'd be fantastic. Even if they can come out of that two and two, I think they're in pretty good shape. The big stretch is weeks 10 through 13. That's right after the bye, second half of the schedule. You have four straight divisional games. Four straight divisional games. Tampa a couple of times. Uh, excuse me, Atlanta a couple of times. Tampa and Carolina in there. That's the, uh, the critical stretch. The division likely will be decided in those four games. Go check out the schedule and our analysis at WWL.com right now. And again, our Blue Runner Gumbo Opinion Poll. What do you think of the Saints 2019 schedule? You can cast your vote online at WWL.com. We'll take a break. Sports Libs coming up later, but first, Joel Myers swings on in to talk about the David Griffin hire and his introductory press conference. And Joel's known David Griffin for decades now, so he has unique insights to the Saints' new president of basketball operations and this hire. The voice of the Pelicans, Joel Myers, coming up next on The Last Lap. Welcome back to the show. Thanks again to Joel Myers. About to wrap up 
Well, our week on the show, a short week because Thursday, Friday, LSU baseball. But first, got to play a little sports libs. Like Mad Libs, sports style. Logan Falgu behind the glass, our producer, comes on in, and he's got a few statements. we got to fill in the blank. You can play along at our text line, on our text line, 870-870. What you got for us today, Logan? Uh, we got our you know usual bank of questions here, so I say we just jump right on in. Uh, I say you're right. Yeah. Head first we go. My thoughts on David Griffin are blank. Impeccable. That's what I would say, and my thoughts are impeccable. I mean, he's impeccable. At least that's that's the feelings I got out there today. Just um, very astute, and Joel said this, and, and I'll just echo what Joe sa- Joel said because he's right. Br- it seemed like a brilliant mind. Brilliant minds. Uh, although he did, uh, and I, I feel like he would say I could give him a little business about this, he did say, uh, tried to make an analogy and said, well, being a, a GM in the NBA, in the front office in the NBA, isn't exactly rocket surgery. Well, I don't know what rocket surgery is, rocket science or brain surgery, but I can give them a little business outside of that. Everybody had a little chuckle at that as we were all smiling, a little, little uh, rocket surgery. All right, next. Uh, next one up here, LSU baseball needs to blank. Get healthy. It's incredibly the amount of injuries, and and they better, they better watch out. As Florida team has won three out of their past four, they'd struggled previously to that in SEC play. If LSU loses another SEC series, it's not doom and gloom, but their chances of landing that top eight national seed and possibly hosting a super regional are going to start going down. The odds of that are a little bit so. Get healthy is my answer there. All right. Next up here we have Will Wade will be blank. Beloved by LSU fans, no matter what he does, as long as he wins. And I will leave that there without further commentary, Logan. All right. <laughs> Next one up here. The Saints schedule looks to be blank. Manageable. It's not bad. It's not great because of that opening stretch. But we've seen more difficult schedules with like three consecutive road games or not returning home for a month plus at a time when you factor in a bye week and in these stretches late in the season. But this is manageable. First four games, tough. Middle part, okay. Ending part, okay. Uh, Third quarter of the schedule, you get those divisional games. That'll be important. It's really the first four that would worry me the most but yeah manageable i think it's a manageable schedule for this team that's going to bring back a lot of talent on both sides of the football all right and our last one here alvin gentry will blank this season well he'll coach the pelicans this season amazingly uh not amazingly i said for months i thought this might happen and and frankly i, I kind of thought that he deserved maybe that's the wrong way to phrase it you don't really deserve an nba job but i think he kind of deserved to keep his job the way he handled the Alvin uh, the Anthony Davis situation really so gracefully and endeared himself to uh, Pelicans fans through that process like he hadn't been before. So he'll coach the Pelicans next year. That's what he's going to do. All right. All right. That's our sports libs. Thanks, Logan. Or coming back with our moment is in. You're going to want to hear this from Zach Streif on the Atlanta Falcons taking shots at the Saints in their schedule reveal, Game of Thrones style on social media. Zach Streif, moment is in to wrap up our show. Uh, 
coming back. Oh, we don't have a break? Logan, we don't have a break? That means I just have to sit here with no break? Oh, okay. I mean, you know what You know what happens? <laughs> Pull back the curtain a little bit. You know this. Every time we do a show, I'm so used to taking a break after that moment is in, or I'm after the sports lives before a moment is in, that I just got way ahead of myself here. All right, check your uh, – uh, uh, I got that over to you during the last break, though, Logan. So you got that. All right. We, we got Zach Streep coming up here in just a second. Final look at our Blue Runner Gumbo opinion poll. What do you think of the Saints' 2019 schedule? I just told you I think it's manageable. It's okay. And earlier tonight you were agreeing with me at 40% and even more now, 46% are saying it's okay but could be better. Yeah, that's right where I'm at. Only 24% are saying terrible. That That's usually – Everybody freaks out no matter what the schedule looks like. Oh, it's terrible. Saints got jobbed. Not this year. Not this year. Uh, tomorrow morning at 8.30, you heard it during our CBS news break and at top of the hour, Attorney General William Barr will hold a news conference as the Justice Department releases that redacted version of the special counsel's report. We're going to bring it to you live on WWL 105.3 FM and the big 870 AM and WWL.com again, 8.30 in the morning during first news with Tommy Tucker. Also tomorrow, LSU baseball in our time slot. First game against Florida. Pending the weather, it looks like the weather's going to going to be okay. And it's supposed to rain pretty hard early in mid-afternoon over in Baton Rouge, but it should clear up by the evening. We were checking uh, the weather report. So it does look like LSU, unless uh, the field over there, the box just gets swamped out, they'll be able to play that game. So you can hear that with pregame starting at 5.30. First pitch, 6 o'clock here on WWL. Game 2 Friday, Game 3 Saturday. And if you want to know more about the Saints schedule release, head on over to our website, WWL.com. Our resident pros have their thoughts on the schedule release. Bobby Bear, Deuce McAllister, and Zach Streif there. Thanks to Logan Falgu behind the glass tonight. Nice job, Logan, as always. Thanks to our guest, Mike Scarborough, Larry Holder, Mike Detillier, Carter Bryant's and Joel Myers. We had such a big show with the David Griffin news and Joe Leva, Scott Woodward, schedule release. It's a massive news all day long. If you missed any of our show and any of those guests, and I will give another special shout-out to Mike Dettelier for great story taking us back 20 years, 20 years ago today, when the Saints traded away eight draft picks to select Ricky Williams and and the behind-the-scenes look there and how the crowd reacted and how Buddy D reacted. You can find that on the podcast at WWL.com, on-demand section, Apple Podcast, or the Radio.com app. I'm Seth Dunlap. Give me a follow on Twitter, at Seth Dunlap. We'll continue the conversation there. And you can follow us on Twitter as a station at WWLAMFM. We'll hand it off to Beyond Reality Radio. And as promised, here is Zach Streif sounding off on the Falcons' social media shots at the Saints. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.